0: Hey, 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 everyone, it's Dr. Tamar Beckford with Your Karen Docs, and I want to personally invite you to our first free virtual summit. That's our Empower and Inform Women's Cancer Summit being held on October 25th through the 28th at 7 p.m eastern standard time we have four fantastic speakers so you do not want to miss this register on our website www.urcaringdocs.com that's right that's yourcaringdocs.com don't miss out on this wonderful event all right now on to the episode Everyone, is Dr. Tamara Beckford with Your Care and Docs. That's right, that's our health and wellness platform where we help busy professional women put their health and wellness first, even if it's just for two hours a month. That's right, 730 hours in a month you can dedicate to to yourself, right? But we also have the Your Care and Docs podcast where we have doctors from all over the world. They stop by here and they drop their information and knowledge right here, aka gems on health and wellness information, right? Best part is that they leave their info there if you'd like to be a patient or a client of theirs right here on our Your Caring Docs website. Now, today, we are heading to the island of Trini, 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 trini and Tobago. Yes, Trini to the bone. All right. all oh, my Trini, myself, this is for you. I'm going to bring your doctor in the in. You're carrying Doc's fashion, and then we're gonna get this shiny. Trini- JA party started. All right. So here we are. So, our doctor for today is a graduate from the St. George's University School of Medicine in Grenada, right? She did her training in OBGYN in the Royal College of Obstet- Obstetrics and Gynecology in the UK. She is an obstetrician and gynecologist who is practicing and taking care of patients in Boom, 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 Trinidad. And Tobago, yes, we welcome, welcome, Dr. Rochelle Corridor. Hello, hello, hello. Yes,
1: welcome. <laughs> thank you for having me, and welcome to the sunny
0: islands of yes. Trinidad and Tobago. <laughs> welcome, well, thank you for having us over in yes. Trinidad, and we will get some of that bacon, all that stuff afterward. Before we get all into the indulgence, we were going to get indulging into this info, right? So we're going to dig into Dr. Corey. Sure. This wonderful obstetrician gynecologist in the beautiful island of Trinidad and Tobago. First of all, before we even go into all of this, what made you decide to go into medicine? What is it that drew you into medicine?
1: So from, I, I guess it might be cliche, mm-hmm. but from a very, very young age, I knew what I wanted to be. I had some really good examples and my two aunts, mm-hmm. they were both nurses. So I spent a lot of my time in the hospital waiting mm-hmm. on my mom to finish work <laughs> or, or my aunt to finish mm-hmm. work and I would see the doctors and the nurses and the uh, I just felt like that was the place that I wanted to be. And so mm-hmm. I said, okay, no, I won't be a nurse. I'm going to be a doctor. And so that is that is what drove my, my decision, my influence from my mother and my aunt.
0: Oh, wonderful, wonderful. So now we said that, you know, we threw out this word. We said, Dr. Corridan is an obstetrics and gynecologist. And people were like, oh, what? What is this woman talking about? You know, the shortened form of that is OBGYN for those who don't know. But let us know what is an OBGYN number one and what drew you and said, so, you know, into medicines like I want to do obstetrics and gynecology. So let us know. Mm-hmm.
1: So, um, an obstetrician, gynecologist, as you can tell, there are two words. So, Mm -hmm. there are two parts to my profession, to our profession. Mm -hmm. So, an obstetrician is a doctor that is specialized in seeing about the pregnant woman, Mm -hmm. right? And so, there are subspecialties like maternal fetal medicine to deal with very high risk pregnancies mm-hmm. and then your gynecologist deals with the non-pregnant woman mm-hmm. um and there are some specialties in that practice as well let's say dealing with um bladder issues so we have urogynecology um oncology um so you know we deal with the woman whether well pregnant or unwell mm-hmm. that's what an obst- obstetric obstetric doctor does an obstetrician gynecologist
0: and what drew you to it what drew you to that so what project? you me? Mm-hmm. so i spoke
1: about my mom before right mm-hmm. um so what my my mom's uh profession she was a theatinist so we call them a scrub tech here mm-hmm. she was a theatinist and then she became a midwife mm. so that influenced My decisions, but interestingly enough, that's Mm -hmm. not what I wanted to be when I entered medical school.
0: Really?
1: (laughs) So, when I entered medical school, I wanted to be a pediatrician. When I did my pediatric rotation, by the way, I did my rotations in the U.S. So mm-hmm. I did my rotations in New Jersey and in New York. Oh, um, really? Then Charlie, I end up—that's where
0: I did my med school.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I did my um, my at St. Michael's, I did in, in Patterson and then I went to Jamaica paper. Hospital, yes. that's where I did my clinic, in at Jamaica Hospital. Mm-hmm. But when I did pediatric rotation, it did not click with me at all. I was mm-hmm. quite surprised mm-hmm. and a bit disappointed because this is what I thought I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But from the moment, from the first day, I set foot in an, in a labor ward, I was sold. Oh wow. And I realized that maybe I just love the little babies mm-hmm. and I love the mommies and I love taking care of them and I love going through the process and, and you know handing that baby over. Over. It's like <laughs> I
0: love you here. Yes. You are <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. Yeah. What? So that is what drove my my again my influence, and then finding my own path, finding mm-hmm. my own passion based on on my rotations and stuff like that. And I never
0: left. Oh, <laughs> that's wonderful. You know, I think that that's, that speaks to a lot of people who are listening, who are going into medical school, right? Yes. You'd usually go in thinking, oh, this is what I want because Mm -hmm. I love X, Y, Z and I'm going to, and this speaks to those who are even a passion for anything. It's important that you get a, a little bit, get your foot wet into that particular profession, whatever it is that you'd like to do, you know, get exposed to it before you're completely dedicated, because it might not be what you think it is, right? The passion that you have from the outside, once you're actively working there on the inside, it can be a little bit different, right? So it doesn't mean that we don't love the kids. We yeah. just like hand them over. <laughs> so, <laughs> and you know, it's so interesting. When I did my um, pediatric rotation, I was like, <sighs> Oh my gosh. And I left thinking like, oh, I'm not, like, I this is just not for me. And then I started <laughs> emergency medicine and then the pediatric patients right. came in and I'm like, oh, I love, you know, so now when I have my pe- like, the pediatric patients show up in the hospital, I'm like, hey, little cutie woody, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, I love the peas, but I love to yeah. hand them over. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I understand you very well. Yes, absolutely. So this is wonderful. So now, you know, we're there. And one of the things that you mentioned about obstetrics and gynecology, right, is that the women, you're taking care of them when they're well, when they're pregnant, and when they're unwell. So all of this is really women's health. And that's where you have like a passion for women's health. You know, where did you start to notice like, hmm, other than just stepping On and like, "Mm, I kind of like my OBGYN rotation. You know, this takes more than just really liking to do the surgery and that to say that, okay, women's health is what I want to do. When is it that, was there like a pivotal moment where you're like, wow, I want to take care of these women and make sure that they stay well? I mean, so it happened in medical school. Mm -hmm.
1: So... I, I left medical school knowing ah. what I wanted to do. And I never turned back, even though, I mean, I, I didn't stay in the U.S. to do residency. I came back home. Mm-hmm. I did my internship, which mm-hmm. is a year long. I did a very, very short stint in another department while I was waiting. Mm-hmm. But then I reminded myself, because, you know, sometimes you can get stuck because you are working and you are making money. so you may forget you know what your what your goal what your passion was Mm -hmm. and then two months into that that wasn't for me that was thoracic medicine it was not for me Mm -hmm. and so two months into that something you know and i would say in my spirit or in my being or in my soul Mm -hmm. said to me hey don't forget you're supposed to be somewhere else and Mm -hmm. so I made that important call to the place that I had applied to Mm -hmm. um, to join the obstetric team and when I made that call they answered and I went straight there that was in 2012 Mm -hmm. and we are now in 2021 Mm -hmm. and so my journey my real journey started in 2012 Mm -hmm. and uh, from there I started uh doing my specialist uh qualifications Mm -hmm. uh through the royal college of obstetrics and gynecology in the uk Mm -hmm. and in 2019 i went to the uk and i completed that journey Mm -hmm. it was it was an amazing accomplishment wow Uh, you know (laughs) you're like oh my god it is finished (laughs) Um, and then you ask yourself, what next? So, um, in that, um, state of mind, what next do Mm -hmm. I do specialty? Do I, you know, let's see, what else can I do? Do I do something else with my life? Mm -hmm. You know, I follow my passion. So, you know, um, so in 2012, once I made a decision to make that call, Mm -hmm. I have not turned back and Mm -hmm. even times when it it has been difficult because Mm -hmm. obstetrics and gynecology is not an easy field
0: no maybe for some strange reason like to be born every single day and it doesn't matter they don't don't decide i'm gonna be born between nine and five Hmm, two thirty a.m i'm ready So my makeup today may not show it, but I did
1: my two cesarean session deliveries between 12 and four this morning. Wow. So that is how the cookie crumbles. So Absolutely. some days we sleep, some days we don't. But at the end of the day, we know that we, I mean, we are servicing generations. Absolutely. And you know, um, one gynecologist could deliver mommy her child and grandchild absolutely. so i see it as contributing to generations wow. of women of people to families and so my passion is making sure that they are okay because mm-hmm. the woman is the nurturer you know mm-hmm. the woman keeps the
0: home and mm-hmm. so we have to keep the woman absolutely yeah. you know it's i love that you added that about yeah. the woman you know, being the nurturer. And if it's anything that has happened, it will say with the woman being the nurturer and really thinking about a lot of people is that the women at times forget to put themselves first, why it feels guilty. Well, I'm the nurturer. So I need to make sure that everybody's okay. After everybody's okay, then I'll be, you know, I'll take care of me. To those women, what will we say to them? You know, letting them know that it's important to put your health first also. You know, go get those well women exam. Don't just take care of the kids and get their exam. <laughs> get yours too. <laughs>
1: That is so true. I mean, even as an obstetrician, Mm -hmm. I have taken my kids to see the pediatrician and I have not seen my obstetrician. So, you know, sometimes these things happen, you know, life happens Mm -hmm. and you say, okay, I'm fine. Nothing is wrong with me. I'm not having any abnormal bleeding. I'm not having any pain. I don't see anything wrong. I have no discharge. Mm -hmm. You know, my breast is fine. When I bathe, I don't feel any mass. So um, I'm good i am well. Mm-hmm. But there are some hidden things That is only when you visit your gynecologist that you would know that it is wrong. And for, sometimes, for instance, we may have a postmenopausal woman mm-hmm. who has been spotting intermittently for some years.
0: Mm-hmm. And she doesn't oh, okay. know that oh, it, the it's that- a problem. Yeah, they hurt my heart whenever they show up in the ER because as soon as yeah. I see it i'm like oh no yes and they said well doctor i didn't
1: know mm-hmm. so the only way you would know is if you continue to have your well woman visits and so when we start to ask you certain questions mm-hmm. um it's come up and we can address it some people are suffering and fighting with infertility
0: Absolutely.
1: they are battling with polycystic ovaries they don't understand that not having a period is not normal, Mm -hmm. right? And so and so we 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 advocate for that well woman visit.
0: Absolutely. And you know one of the when we just discussed about a postmenopausal woman, which is a woman who has finished her childbearing years and has no longer has period. That's what we call a postmenopausal and so you should not be spotting. So when I right. turn my hands over my eyes, and when Dr. Corden is saying that, you know, that person is spotting for years, that's usually one of the signs of uterine cancer. And so that's why, you know, that's one of the reasons why we are urging you. Now, are we saying that everybody who's spotting postmenopause has it? No, no, but we're trained That's one of the first things to think about, right? And we need to rule out the bad things. Exactly, exactly. So we can rule it out. Yes. And therefore, we need you there. (laughs) We need you to show up. Let us know what's going on so that you can get that care, that wonderful care. And, you know, to rule it out and to make sure that you are fine. Because as we say, the woman, you know, the nurturer, the backbone and therefore that's why i said it's so important for us to put ourselves first even if it's just for two hours a month to learn about what's going on in our bodies to um have a camaraderie and you know that's that's something that i'm building with our year caring docs and you know we have somebody in trinidad Yes, to help all our people out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, one of the other things that we talked about so, you know, we've talked about the postmenopausal woman, just give a little snippet as to why well woman visits are so important, even beyond the childbearing years, right? But then now we're going to pull back because right now we're in 2021 and Lord knows from February 2020 when this thing hit the whole wide world, AKA Corona. She she just refuses to leave. She's still here wrecking havoc all all over the world. And also one of the things is that life is still going on, right? People are still getting pregnant, but there's a vaccine out and there's this fear. I'm pregnant. You know, I don't think I'm eligible for the vaccine. I don't even know if this is for me. Is this gonna cause any harm to me and my child? Maybe I should just hide off into my house and not like you know get exposed by just staying in the house and staying in the corner. Let's talk to these women and let them know.
1: Yeah. So as you, you 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 bring that up, is a very, very important topic. Mm-hmm. In Trinidad and Tobago, we have a population of about 1.3 million mm-hmm. and we have already had over a thousand deaths, mm-hmm. right? And we know for sure of at least um, one woman who has died in her postpartum period. Mm-hmm. Um, she contracted the COVID-19, disease while she was pregnant Mm. so at this very moment uh, our ministry of health is pushing for our pregnant women to consider strongly vaccination because at this time vaccination is voluntary right Mm. no one is being forced to be vaccinated but we are strongly encouraging our pregnant women why it's much better to be vaccinated Mm -hmm. even if you contract the disease your symptoms are going to be much less your risk of being hospitalized is decreased and your risk of death is definitely decreased as opposed to encountering the COVID-19 virus without vaccination Mm -hmm. and so We have to explain that vaccination or the creation of vaccines didn't just happen in 2019. This (laughs) has been something that has been going on for decades and, and being tested and improved. And the only thing that is new is that the technology has been applied to a new virus, right? Right. So all we want our women to know, our pregnant mommies, our new mommies, because you have to be alive to see that baby live mm-hmm. all the way to four, their 40s, right? Mm-hmm. So we don't want you to pass away while you have a little one. Or we don't want you to miss the, the few, first few weeks with your little one because you are positive and you are in isolation somewhere. Mm-hmm. So just remember that your risks, Right. Are much less than your benefits and of course please do seek your obstetrician for advice Mm -hmm. and present we have the Pfizer vaccine that is available for our pregnant women and here in Trinidad for our post Trinidad and Tobago let me not forget my sister Isle okay Trinidad and Tobago Mm -hmm. We have the Sinopharm vaccine that is also being administered to the postpartum woman, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, yes, there are some risks. So, for instance, when I took the vaccine, I had fever, I had headache, I was laid down in bed, like, you know, oh, woe is me. But it was for day, And then I was fine. One day. So and you pop back up and like yeah, and and you keep it moving. So let's let's seek uh, medical advice, not the advice from uh, just random Google searches or our friends on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. We we had a whole issue with that last week. I yes. wouldn't even
0: mention it yes. right? from the <laughs> from the urological standpoint. Okay. <laughs> We're not going to go there. We're Um, not going to go there. All is well from the urological standpoint (laughs) with the taxi. Let's seek proper advice Mm -hmm. and
1: strongly consider vaccination.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. And you know, that's so important because as we mentioned too, one of the things I, you know, I'm an ER doctor, so I'm on the front line. So I'm seeing this left, right, and center. Now, a lot of people who were seeing, seeing, um, you know, who are unvaccinated, who, are, who have contracted COVID, you know, one of the other statements is, but I don't understand, I don't go anywhere. I don't know how I caught this. Yeah. You might not go anywhere, but the people in your family, they go yes. out yes. and then they come back in, right? So you have to remember that there are multiple ways of catching it. So you yourself might not be going out, but members of the family are and they'll bring it to you. So we're just yes. telling you this. We're not trying to scare you. We're, you. we're delivering this information so that you can make the informed decision, right? Because that's all about what we want. As doctors, we want to give you information for you to make informed decision and as dr Corden says the risk and the benefits you know the risks are very very high um, in our um here in the us where i currently am i've spoken to a couple of the, my obgyn colleagues who have been delivering babies especially during the the height of the pandemic um during the first waves who women who've had um covid and they said that the bleeding is just astronomical the yeah. amount of ble- they there've been a lot of women who've ended up having to have hysterectomies because they're bleeding so much during that um, after the delivery or even during the emergency c-section so are we saying this to scare you no we just know that this virus is very prevalent number one that's why it's a pandemic and number two it causes so many changes to the body and we're still learning about it and you know there's one way that we can decrease your risk factor for a healthier you and a healthier you and your baby and your family, and that's why we're pre- we're presenting this info for you. So I hope you guys, you know, hear this and you know listen and take heed to what we're saying because it's heavy. I mean, it's a lot of heavy, heavy information, right? Alrighty, so Dr. Corden, you know, we've talked about um, the self care. We've talked about you know getting our women out there to take care of themselves. Some of the pitfalls of that we've talked about how you know you got introduced to OBGYN when you thought you were going to be a pediatrician <laughs> and also your introduction to medicine so one of the things that i want to know <clears throat> if or actually before we even go there what do you do for self-care because this is a lot you know what do you do for self-care
1: so i sleep yes <laughs> and it's definitely it's- -hmm. We have just been starting to roll back some of our restrictions. So the spas opened Mm -hmm. and I hit the spa. Ah. So got my facial, got Mm -hmm. my pedicure. I took my mom along and we had our pedicures. And I'm gonna have my massage. So it's all about pampering of me. Absolutely. And of course what has been um, really instrumental in me taking care of me was actually having a wonderful Mm -hmm. child care giver so what once she is here Mm -hmm. i am taken care of because my kids are taken care of so Mm -hmm. you know you don't have that stress Mm -hmm. you do not you don't have to think about certain things for a certain number of hours in the day. And I am so grateful for good child care. So Absolutely. good child care means wonderful mommy care. And that's how I take care of myself.
0: <laughs> I love it. Yes. <laughs> yes. That is wonderful news. That's so true. Because once that guilt, because that's the other part of why women don't do a lot of things for themselves is that guilt. Gilt, yeah, guilt 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 yeah. it's really top of the line right so like yes. you said with mommy good child care i know my child's are in good hands, or my children is in good hands. Yes. or my children are oh lord I, re- right. I did my junior english revise yes <laughs> i did okay i did do it i still had the book <laughs> God, God. So I'm <laughs> all right So now that, you know, we're doing all of this, one of the things I want to know. So if you weren't a doctor, what would you be?
1: So would you believe recently Mm -hmm. I realized what I would be? Really? I think I would have been a reporter because recently Mm -hmm. I started doing some, you know, voice training and public speaking uh, Mm -hmm. training. And and, and I, I went through a little course. And oh my goodness, I enjoy doing this. I enjoy speaking now. I love my voice. And I think if I wasn't a doctor, I would be something in journalism.
0: Love it, love it. You know what I thought you were going to say? I thought you were going to say you were going to be a singer because I like the joy all over me. (laughs) But also,
1: but you see, I'm already a singer. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) that's already that's already unwrapped yeah i
0: I do sing yes yes i saw the video and yes the joy all over me video all right if you guys want that was my husband's song Ah, yes (laughs) Yes. if you guys would love 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 to hear dr rachel Corden. Tell us, where can we find you? One, if they'd like to be a patient. Two, if they'd love to see the joy all over them. Come on, let them know. <laughs> so
1: I am an associate obstetrician at mm-hmm. Push Health Services. Uh, this is in East Trinidad in takariqua mm-hmm. And you can find us at www.pushhealthservices.com. You mm-hmm. can make uh, online um, appointments via the clinical system that you will you'll see the link on the website mm-hmm. you can also find push on instagram and on facebook as well and some new things some really interesting things are happening and mm-hmm. you're gonna see that pretty soon yeah so stay right. tuned. some exciting things are happening at push and i just want to say hello to my Chief Dr. Jalino Brown of Push Health Services. She is the chief, right? And um, if you want to find me personally, you can find me on Instagram at MD right? And that's just my personal space where I do whatever. It could be medically um, oriented or it could just be personal. And so that's where Tamara, you saw me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> wonderful 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 this I had a great time from here actually in Houston Texas we jumped on the plane headed down to Trinidad and Tobago to speak to our wonderful Dr. Rochelle Coridan, thank you so much for stopping by. You will all be able to find this wonderful interview on our Your Caring Docs website. It's www.urcaringdocs.com. And it'll be on our YouTube channel, right? That's www.yourcaringdocs.com after the slash of the YouTube, right? Your Caring Docs. And also, I am going to tap in since... I now have a friend, another friend in Trinidad and Tobago. I'm going to tap into her whenever we do want to get our society together. So for those women, professional women, busy professional women like us who need to put their health and wellness first, don't forget to join our society. It's the VIPU Society. You'll find that on our Your Karen Dots website where you can join the waiting list right, to be amongst us before. Busy professional women who want to put our health and wellness first. You'll be around like-minded people. Alrighty. So thank you for listening, watching, and we'll have this on the blog also. So thank you for reading. And if you're a podcast listener, don't forget you'll find this on our Your care and Docs podcast on Apple, Anchor, Spotify, Google, anywhere you do listen to your podcast. Dr. Rachel Rich, recorded. Thank you so much for stopping by. I had a wonderful time. I hope you did also. So we're going to stop. Everyone, take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>